This is Joy News Prime with me, Carlos Caloni. Our least stories this are. No high hopes among Ghanaians ahead of President Akufuado's last State of the Nation address. Some say they are indifferent. Akufuado said a lot of things, and we've not seen what he has done. So I don't know tomorrow, I don't know what he's even coming to say. Me, to my opinion, he's just wasting his time. His time up. He should just leave. And predicament of trained unemployed graduate teachers and nurses worsen as they reveal private institutions are rejecting them for job offers. As qualified teachers, the only avenue that we can seek an alternative for is the private sector, the private institutions. They are careful about our employment. This report has led us to this devastating moment. But Imani Africa is warning the increase in unemployment rate in the country is a ticking time bomb. We have details, plus we'll hear from an expert view on the situation. Also, Chairman of Mines and Energy Committee attaches test controversy after a visit to SML, claiming there are attempts by some to run down an indigenous Ghanaian company. What I hate to buy and um, do propaganda when you don't have the facts. And that's what some people are doing. Other people do not have any clue to what these individuals are doing here. This company is doing here. Yet they've come to conclusions already. More as SML says it has raised significant revenue for government through the Revenue Assurance Program. Later, we'll have prime business. And government edge to improve infrastructure to maintain the top position as the best country with great access to financial services in Africa. Access is one aspect, one part of it, and if we've achieved the access um, pillar, is important. We heard from the, the vice president that you know, we have a car and we have some infrastructure, infrastructure, but we have to make sure that they all link and sync together. And later, Razak will come your way with Prime Sports. Well, head coach of FC Summertex, Nuruddin Amadou, cautions the side against complacency after establishing a five-point lead at the top of the table. Much work to be done. We still have a long way to go, so there's no room for complacency. We are your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please stay with us. Join News Prime Headlines. Was Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malaki, I malaria doctor. Some spices. Yes, I can. Joining us here on Join News Prime, let's begin from the street where some Ghanaians on the street of Accra say they are indifferent about the state of the nation's address tomorrow. President Akufuado's address, which is in accordance with Article 67 of the 1997 Constitution, will update Parliament on the performance of government over the past one year. Now, this eighth state of the nation's address will be President Akufuado's last address to Parliament ahead of the expiration of his second term in office. But ahead of that ceremony tomorrow, some Ghanaians on the street of Accra tell join news the current economic challenges have left them with no hopes in the promises of the president. To be His Excellency Nanadu Dankwa's last speech to address the nation. 
And for me, I don't see anything new that he's going to say. Because what he has been saying from the onset, you've heard it several times. And he's someone who doesn't go by his ways. And Papa, I my speech. President has been giving speeches since 2016. He doesn't fulfill his promises. This state of nation address does not interest me. All I know is that we are suffering. For me, I wish he would be going the next day after his speech. Because he has never worked on his promises. Yes, I will vote. And I will vote wisely. Kufaro, he has said a lot of things and we've not seen what he has done. So I don't know tomorrow, I don't know what he's even coming to say. And me, to my opinion, he's just wasting his time. His time up. He should just leave. That's it. Meanwhile, industry players want President Akufuado to spell out clear-cut policies to address recent economic challenges, including taxes, workers' welfare, and the exodus of health workers. We can listen to a President of the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Dr. Joseph Obin, and General Secretary of the Ghana Medical Association, Dr. Richard Salomon. Let us know how he's going to navigate, especially the IMF uh, uh, program that we have uh, adopted to make sure that it is su uh, successfully implemented so that the third tranche will come within time to come help sustain um, 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 this uh, gain that we are having in the uh, stability of the city. Then, of course, uh, we should also not do anything like uh, bringing, the, bringing back the VAT on electricity that right. is removed. They say they, we are going to do consultation. Mm. We are not expecting that this thing come because businesses have suffered in the past and if the indicators are getting better, we do not bring any further cost of doing business to come and harm or hurt uh, uh, the recovery process that uh, businesses are going to have. So, this is an election year. If right. we expect more, it means that it's going to throw all these gains away. And that's why uh, we are expecting that it also come out with the prudence in um, the management of um, our uh, fiscal policy so that uh, um, we can uh, be able to um, um, ensure stability of the economy. We want to hear the president spell out clear policies to deal with health worker welfare, not only doctors. I mean... Even though I speak for doctors and dental surgeons, not only doctors, we know of various health workers going through burnout because of the workload that we have to go through, especially in the underserved areas. And so if they stay in this economy where it is difficult to leave, and especially if they have to leave to the peripheries and underserved areas where the roofs are not good, the amenities are not there, your children don't have good schools to also attend, then, of course, it makes sense and it's difficult as it is to take that economic decision that you also have to get out there so that you can ensure some future for your children. Now, the plight of trained unemployed teachers and nurses and midwives has reached a critical stage with private institutions reportedly shunning them for job opportunities. Now, according to association of these groups, Private entities are now prioritizing factors such as longevity of service and the fear of losing these skilled individuals if the government absorbs them into workforce. 
Now, the most recent labor statistics report by the Ghana Statistical Service has revealed that over 1.8 million Ghanaians are grappling with unemployment translating into 14.7% unemployment rate. Uh, listen to Solomon Vuduga and Ibrahim Harona, members of the unemployed trained teachers and nurses expressing their frustrations about the situation. Individual, as I'm here, it has been frustrating throughout. You wake up in the morning and you don't have anywhere to go. You sorted for an alternative option to uh, explore, but you, you are confronted with some kind of challenges, ranging from, as, it, as qualified teachers, the only avenue that we can seek an alternative for is the private sector, the private institutions, mm. and then home teaching. But as we sorted for that one, what happens is that these people also want someone that can stay with them for a longer period of time. Right. Because each teacher with the philosophy of teaching. So if you cannot stay with us for a very long time, uh, before the children will adapt to your teaching philosophy and start to pick up in the classroom, then you are, you are either leaving them or going somewhere. Right. So they are careful about our employment. This is what has led us into this devastating moment, finally. So there is no option out there for us. We have many cars that is being distributed. And if you give the benefit of the moment, it will testify from our uh, members, affected members. They will tell you, they will bear testimony to what I'm saying. And even speaking, uh, the first speak, uh, panelist, Franklin Kujo, he said a lot of things. And even in his decision, I made a deduction, he said people who are even employed in this economy, True. They, they, are not fine, they are not getting it. I've seen analyses where they say if you are earning anything less than 10,000 CDs in a month, it will be difficult to break even. So imagine the person who is making 2,000, 3,000, 1,500, 1,800. It means you are practically, you have to do magic. To live. So the most luxurious food that we depend on now is Gary and sugar. Mm. Even that empty grade 9, we don't have anything added, no ingredients. That is what you depend on. You say you are relying on soakings, Gary soakings for now. Yes, for now. And sometimes gobe. Gobe, you... gobe is expensive now. Yes, it's very, very expensive because of the high demand for it. Because many even those are the working class, they also resort to gobe. And even just, with, uh, I think there is gobe festival coming off. Uh, the year's gobe festival coming off, led by uh, uh, John Hills. John Hills, or, yes, uh, 3FM. Right. 3FM, they, are making, they are making the uh, announcement. So it, it is very difficult. It, we, depend, we, we depend on our parents. Sometimes, you see, they have to find for themselves and find for you. Now, founder and president of Imani Africa, Franklin Kojo, however, indicated that the increase in unemployment situation in the country is a ticking time bomb, if not addressed. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit worried that as we speak right now, even those of us who are supposed to be gainfully employed, well, gainfully in quotes, really, mm -hmm. uh, gainfully employed, uh, cannot make ends meet uh, most of the times. And I right. think that's an old mutual study, I think somewhere close to last year, that suggested that two-thirds of Ghanaians are financially stressed, um, which means that even when you are, even for those of us, even for those people who are, Supposedly employed, um, they, they, they are, their earnings do not take them throughout to, to that. To they do not see the end of the month with their earnings, really. Mm. 
Your biggest belief, really, to think that close to 2 million people can believe in able-bodied men and women who are supposedly educated, uh, cannot find jobs, or who do not find good, good employment. And that's a recipe for disaster. I mean, it's like a ticking time bomb we are sitting. That is one of the most serious national security issues I suspect we should be dealing with uh, as we speak right now. So those numbers are stuck, and it appears the, the numbers are increasing, mm. and uh, that even the solutions are not necessarily uh, that coherent right now as we speak from the various political parties. You hear one million jobs here and there. Uh, you do not see a coherent picture yet. Of course, we we'll do, do, do delve into those matters, uh, but it seems to me that we've created a situation, a country where only certain centers of um, certain centers, towns and cities are attracting people, but even then they are not finding meaningful jobs. We beggars believe, really, if we want to discuss the whole issues about industrialization, what really were considered in suggesting uh, a million dollars per Meanwhile, senior lecturer at the Department of Economics at the University of Ghana, Dr. Presola Chumese Bafo, says any proposed interventions to assuage the situation must be practical in the labor market. Any proposed intervention towards solving these problems, we have to look at what the solutions are in terms of tackling the challenges of the productive sector in the economy. What is the intervention doing in terms of removing the challenges that small and medium-sized enterprises face in this country? What is the proposed policy doing about also in terms of the supply side, the education, training, and skills of the people that are moving into the labor market? We know that technology is changing the way production is organized. And so for that matter, um, for any proposed policy intervention, it has to be intentional about lifting the barriers to production and equipping people in the labor market with the requisite skills, skills in terms of um, digital skills, soft skills, and all the relevant skills that the changing labor market requires in this economy. Away from the story, the latest report by Africa Education Watch has revealed that between the 2017 and 2018 and 2021-2022 academic year, the average government spending per student under the free SHS policy was 1,241, while parents spent 4,185 per annum. Now, the policy analysis highlights government struggles with the free SHS as the policy's budget credibility rate or a continuous decline in 2019-2020 and 2021-2022 academic years. More in the following report. The report released by Africa Education Watch also found out that since the implementation of the free senior high school policy in 2017, senior high school enrollment increased from 813,448 in the 2016-17 academic year to 1.3 million in the 2022-2023 academic year. According to the report, the first six years of the policy saw an average of 422,940 students enrolled annually compared to an average of 260,000 
490 annual enrollments for the last six years before the policy. Regarding government's allocation and expenditure, it stated that between the 2017-18 and 2023-24 academic years, a total of 12.8 billion Ghana cities was allocated to the free senior high school policy, averaging 1.84 billion Ghana cities annually. Between the 2017-18 and 2021-22 academic years, 5.3 billion Ghana cities were spent on the policy, averaging 1.06 billion Ghana cities a year. Between the 2017-18 and 2021-22 academic years, the average government spending per student under the free senior high school policy was 1,241 Ghana cities, with parents spending 4,185 Ghana cities per annum. Edward suggested that, in the medium to long term, the Ministry of Education must develop and implement a strategy to gradually transition Ghana's secondary education system from the current boarding as a norm to day as norm. Edward again suggested to the Ministry of Education to, in the short term, target the free SHS policy to focus more on the needs of children from the poorest households using data from the Livelihood Empowerment Against Poverty Programme as a point of entry. Now let's get on the phone and speak to the president of the National Association of Graduate Teachers, Angel Carbono. Uh, Angel, now the latest report by Edward suggests uh, the parents, I mean, actually paid almost four times what government spent on each student during a four-year period. From where you sit, what do you make of that? Well, that is not surprising because you don't have to be honest and truthful to yourself and know that this is something that is not too uh, far-fetched from reality. Parents send their children to school. Uh, they have to make sure that they prepare food for them to go to school. Parents spend money in, uh, maintaining those children in school. Parents visit those children very regularly. Sometimes the children themselves in school realize that those amenities or those amenities is not there and that they have to call home for uh, support for that. So that is the situation that uh, we found ourselves in. And mm. We have said to several, you know, compared uh, uh, someone whose daughter is in a girl and a Catholic school that is located at around Tatua and the amount of money that is spent vis-a-vis the school fees that are coming for this school is tough. So, we are not surprised about these findings. Alright, so based on these findings, there have been suggestions by Edwards that parents that want uh, their wards to stay in boarding should be made to pay for it. Is it the way to go? Uh, I, I think so. Look, look, what I have a problem with suggesting is to say that we should do our own with boarding. No. Boarding schools have a problem. Boarding schools have contributed immensely to the development, academic development of a lot of Ghanaian children. Good mm. home environment are not, is not conducive for academic work. So morning school counties to leverage or help in ensuring that the children are confined in an environment 
Uh, Mr. Kabono for speaking to us here on Joy News Prime. From education, let's shift our attention to agriculture, where the General Agricultural Workers Union, CAO, is challenging claim by the Ministry of Foods and uh, Agriculture that it has achieved 70% reduction in fertilizer smuggling between the year 2017 and 2020 under phase one of the Planting for Food and Jobs program. An agriculture officer with the Directorate of Crop Services at the Ministry, Michael Owoso, addressing the 50th anniversary of the International Fertilizer Development Center, attributed the reduction to cooperation among stakeholders in the agricultural value chain. From 2017 to 2022, the Ministry of Food and Agriculture we implemented what we call the Planting for Food and Jobs Phase 1. And under that program, we subsidize fertilizers for farmers. During the implementation of the program, we faced a very serious challenge, which was that our fertilizers were being smuggled out of Ghana into neighboring countries, mainly Burkina Faso. And so we needed to find a solution to this uh, problem. They suggested that we design specialized sacks for all subsidized fertilizers. They also suggested that we reduce the weight of the subsidized fertilizer from 50 kilograms to 25. These two suggestions, you know, reducing the weight and also having uh, specialized branded sacks for the subsidized fertilizer were so helpful. This was able to reduce smuggling so much, more than about 70%. Now, about the General Secretary of GAO, Edward Karawe, disagrees with Morpher's claim, insisting that a lot has not been done for the sector uh, to plug the loopholes in the fertilizer distribution chain. Uh, he joins us by phone on this development. Mr. Karawe, uh, I want to find out, on what grounds do you disagree with Morpher? Well, let me say good evening to you and those who are listening to us and watching us. Um... MOFA has not been able to demonstrate in the past that uh, they, first, they had the capacity to stop smuggling. And then secondly, where they had the capacity, they were willing to stop smuggling. Mm. I'm surprised. 
guys that today, Mofa is telling us that they've been able to, you know, prevent sanitizer smuggling up to that high percentage. It is the same Mofa that told us that uh, fertilizer smuggling had reached uh, a, a state, uh, a novel state, whereby animals were also participating in the smuggling. And there were donkeys that were smuggling the fertilizer that they had paid for and subsidized it mm. to be smuggled outside the country, and they could not do anything. All right. And I, I'm also still surprised that while Ghana is unable to stop smuggling of cocoa to neighboring countries, mm. now they, they have the capacity to stop the smuggling of fertilizer. What is the difference mm. between the smuggling of fertilizer and the smuggling of cocoa? And the smuggling of cocoa, as we speak now, has reached a point where even countries that do not produce cocoa now have enough cocoa to export. So they become exporters of cocoa when they don't produce cocoa. Mm. So there's a contradiction about what they can do and what they are willing to do. All right. Yeah. So what then is the reality on the ground with regards to this fertilizer claim by the Ministry of Food and Agriculture? Well, the smuggling goes on and smuggling will only abate so long as, I mean, it will only abate when the price of fertilizer in Ghana is far higher than that uh, from our neighboring countries. And that one, it is just uh, rational behavior of people that will stop uh, uh, the smuggling. Whereby you will see that the smugglers will see that uh, they can risk buying fertilizer here mm. at a higher price, risk smuggling to the neighboring uh, countries and sell it at a lower price and make losses. And that is rational behavior. Otherwise, uh, we are not committed to stopping smuggling, and therefore we have not put in place the immediate mechanisms to mm. stop the smuggling of fertilizer or any goods that we, 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 we don't want to be smuggled. And I would say that in any case, Ghana cannot be so sensitive and concerned about smuggling of fertilizer more than the smuggling of cocoa where we go and take syndicated loans, mm. and then we support farmers to produce the cocoa in diverse ways, then after that, we allow the cocoa to be smuggled out. Mm. And, and we don't see anything wrong, or we don't have the capacity to stop that, and then we now have capacity to stop the smuggling of fertilizer. Mm. So what we are putting up together is just, again, uh, something to just say. In any case, how did they stop the smuggling of fertilizer? Because for last year, 2023, uh, 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 the ministry did not subsidize any fertilizer. Farming right. bought fertilizer at the open market price. So, what is the role of the MOFA stopping uh, 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 fertilizer smuggling? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Edward Carraway, uh, for speaking. To us here on Join Is Prime. Uh, moving on, carbon dioxide or CO2 emissions in the ECOWAS region increased marginally between 2018 and 2021, marking a setback for West African countries' efforts to enhance the proportion of renewable energy sources in their energy mix. 
The latest findings from the ECOWAS Directorate for Energy and Mine showed that the transport sector contributed almost half of all carbon dioxide emissions. Now, the report also showed that countries in the economic bloc failed to achieve their 35% target of renewable energy in the region's overall electricity mix. Michael Ashali has more from the ECOWAS Key Energy Facts and Figures. Carbon dioxide emissions in the ECOWAS region calculated according to the recommendations of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, increased by 1.1% per year between 2018 and 2021. That is contained in the latest findings from the ECOWAS Directorate for Energy and Mines. A closer examination of the data revealed that the transport sector especially road transport, played a pivotal role in this increase. In 2021, the transport sector accounted for a significant 46% of CO2 emissions, solidifying its position as the main source of CO2 emissions. In 2020, the transport sector produced 85,522 gigagrams of CO2, which increased to 94,032 gigagrams of CO2, marking a considerable rise in just a year. Following closely behind, electricity generation emerged as another significant source of carbon dioxide emissions. Although there was a reduction from 622,230 gigagrams in 2020 to 58,239 gigagrams in 2021. In 2021, natural gas was the primary source of electricity production, accounting for 42% in the ECOWAS region. It was followed by petroleum products, which accounted for 37%, and hydroelectricity, 19%. Photovoltaic solar represented less than 1% in the production of electrical energy in ECOWAS. In July 2013, the Authority of Heads of State in the region adopted the ECOWAS Renewable Energy Policy, EREP. This aimed at increasing the share of renewable energy in its electricity mix to 35% in 2020 and 48% by 2030. Complementing the EREP is the ECOWAS Energy Efficiency Policy, which aims to make available 2,000 megawatts of power generation capacity through efficiency gains and ultimately double the rate of improvements in energy efficiency. Charcoal produced was at an all-time high with many people in the West African economic bloc depending even more on charcoal than electricity. The share of renewable energy in electricity generation increased from 18.4% in 2018 to 20.7% in 2020. It reduced marginally in 2021 to 20.2%. While grappling with these concerns, there was a glimmer of hope in the fact sheet. It points out a gradual increase in the share of renewable energies in the production of electrical energy growing by 3.3% annually between 2018 and 2021. The African continent stands among the regions most severely affected by the detrimental consequences of climate change. In response, the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, emphasizes the need for African nations to curb their production of pollutants, including carbon dioxide, and promote the adoption of renewable energy. Join News' air quality campaign is in collaboration with new narratives, with funding from the Clean Air Fund. The funder had no say in the content of the story. For Join News, Michael Ashali.
Just to watch and join us prime with me, Carlos Caloni. We'll take a short break or we'll return with more. Please stay. Or 2124, we've always known that you are driven by your sense of safety and well being. It is what drives us too to see you through from start to finish, from small to big. And in the last 100 years, as you have evolved, so have we also expanded to serve you in many ways. From cradle to grave, with expertise in insurance, life, pensions, properties, health, and for those beautiful, memorable goodbyes. It's 2024, and in all our markets, our pedigree is recognized, our strength respected, our expertise valued, and our solutions sought by all who desire an advantage in life. Experience the time-tested and truly trusted 100 years legacy of Ghana's oldest insurer, Take charge of your future now. Insurance, life, pensions, property management, funeral services, health insurance. Enterprise, your advantage. We are the university with 26 years of excellence in education now in Ghana. We are both the university offering degree programs in health information management, software engineering, network security and computer forensics. Admission is in progress with up to 50% scholarships for the first 150 students. Locate us at East Ligon near ANC Mall. Call 0302-523782 or WhatsApp 020-990-4714 for more details. Both the university, vibrance, innovation. Across Africa, a new era has begun. Shifting our focus to a new horizon, connecting us with one purpose, to create and share opportunities to grow. brighter tomorrow, built by our dreams and our energy. Across our continent, across the world, we are creating a better way to a better future. A pan-African future, together. Ecobank, a better way, a better Africa. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S-C. 
isn't it? That is so true, my daughter. But it's father, it is Pilot. That's not true. But why? Oh. Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hey, Roger, what's up? How far with your internship? To be honest, I'm so nervous about starting this new role on Monday. Oh, please. I know you'll be great at it. You should be worried about what benefits they have. Example, do they have health insurance? I doubt they will have that for internet. But no shaking. I have NHIs already. Actually, I'm still aligned. Hey, Look at you. What are you going to do in your office when you can just download your app to register for an NHIs membership? Yes, my people. You heard right. You can now download and register your membership on my NHIS app. No long queues or tedious paperwork. All you need is your Ghana card to register for yourself and for others. Once you register, you get a new digital NHIS card on your phone. My NHIS app gives you access to credentialed health facilities and services across the country. NHIS covers over 95% of disease conditions in Ghana. Access to healthcare just got easier. Now let me sign up quickly. Miss Seth, I'm starting work next month. I'm ready. This new year, GoTV is stepping up your entertainment at no extra cost to you. Yahoo! If you're on GoTV Value, upgrade to GoTV Plus and watch GoTV Max already on GoTV Plus. Then upgrade to GoTV Max to enjoy GoTV Super. And if you're on GoTV Max, upgrade to GoTV Super to enjoy the best of the best on GoTV Super Plus. Don't wait for the best sport, international entertainment and local shows. Step up today. It's on us. GoTV. Love it. Customer,
Now, Chairman of Parliament Mines and Energy Committee, Samuel Atache, has stirred controversy with claims there may be persons seeking to run down Strategic Mobilization Limited, SML. Another company, an indigenous Ghanaian company, has been in the eye of the storm after a recent investigative piece by the Fourth Estate, which claimed the GRE had awarded a questionable contract to SML worth $100 million a year. GRE and SML maintain there's been no wrongdoing with SML suing the Fourth Estate for defamation. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante now reports. Eye of the storm after that fourth estate investigation having to do with the alleged three billion city lie. Now, SML has suspended the deal pursuant to the directive from President Ekufado and also pending an investigation by KPMG. Today, the Mines and Energy Committee have been touring the SML facilities here in Tema, and according to Samuel Latachian, it appears some persons want to run down SML, which is an indigenous Ghanaian organization. If you have a sense of technology, see how there has been monumental um, theft in terms of how under declarations are done. Uh, I'm afraid they've come to really expose something very huge. What I hate is to try and um, do propaganda when you don't have the facts. And that's what some people are doing. A lot of people do not have any clue as to what these individuals are doing here. This company is doing here. Yet they've come to conclusions already. Samuel Atachi also says that the difference between the period before SML was introduced to Ghana's downstream petroleum sector is like day and night. I, I believe that this is a world-class setup. And uh, let's see what the president will say and then we'll continue. Giving um, the whole nation some rest in terms of revenue guarantees by the technology they've deployed. I don't, think, I don't think I should even speak to this matter the Ghana Revenue Authority that hired them and can testify as to what they've done. So what was and what is now is like day and night. The director at SML has been assuring that the work they've been doing has saved the country a lot of money. We do transaction, we do transaction audit. We also do audit and assurance for revenue in the downstream petroleum. We work with GRA and what we do is that we, are, we use IO technology, that is, we have proprietary software and then hardware technological solution that we bring together to address problems in audit and assurance for downstream petroleum in Ghana. Our performance has been remarkable and it has been unprecedented. I think that GRA has already said this and allow me to reiterate. When we came into the downstream petroleum, the average taxable volume that was there was between 240, 250. But what we have done is that we have doubled that volume based on the controls that we have put in place to audit and assure revenue in the downstream petroleum. And for that matter, we have been able to push from the average taxable uh, Average taxable volume from the 250 level to 450. And we have not just brought it to that level. We have sustained it. So we have the, tab the taxable volume, that is, the volumes that government is able to tax and get money for um, petroleum tax revenue translates into over the years for the three and a half years on yearly accumulation basis. This translates into 
over 12 billion Ghana cities, as we have put it there, and it is unprecedented. What we are using, the IO technology, state-of-the-art technology we are using to do this is unprecedented in Ghana. And that is what we want to highlight for Ghanaians to know that we are doing a good job, we are contributing to Ghana's growth, and we are willing to commit and sustain this growth and contribute for as long as they will allow us to do the work. Well, we do not know yet what exactly is in that KPMG investigation that has since been presented to the president. We expect that in the coming days the president may cause that investigation report to be published. But SML has always maintained that it has not done anything wrong. In fact, it has sued the Ford estate for some millions of Ghana cities in court for defamation. And Fourth Estate have also maintained that their work meets the required journalistic ethics. Reporting from SML facility here in Tema, Kweku Asante reporting for Joy News. From Tema, let's take you to the uh, northern part of the country where the lack of rehabilitation center in that part of the country is said to be affecting the treatment of severe drug and substance addiction. Currently, there is no rehabilitation center in the entire five regions of the north which means clients with severe addiction cases have to be referred to the Accra or Cape Coast for treatment. Dr. William Frank Hale Kumsen, who is a psychiatrist in the Tamale Teaching Hospital, is concerned about the increasing rate of tramadol and marijuana use, especially among the youth in the area. Substance abuse is a big issue in the five regions of the north. This has forced some chiefs in some jurisdictions to sanction the formation of neighborhood tax force to help deal with the canker. But the issue is more Herculean when there are no rehabilitation centers to help treat addicts. This is the case of the Tamale Teaching Hospital. The Tamale Teaching Hospital currently has no rehabilitation center. Speaking at a donation by the Zen Rider to the psychiatric units of the Tamale Teaching Hospital. A psychiatrist at the facility, Dr. William Frank Hill Compson, said the lack of a rehab center is a significant need that is lacking. We get a lot of people coming in with tramadol addiction, pethidine addiction, cannabis, all sorts of addictions, right? And so we have a few beds in that if the patient needs to go through the withdrawal phase, what, like when they stop taking the medication, sometimes the body reacts a bit. We detain them during the day and then we give them the medications to make it easy for them to cope. At the moment, there are no drug rehabs in Tamale, which is a significant need that's lacking, right? If we had a rehab, it would have helped impact so many lives. So in extreme cases where if we do our interventions here and it's still not good enough, we still have to refer cases to the Accra Psychiatric Hospital. The founder of the Zen Riders, Michael Amankwa, who led a team to ride from Accra to Tamale to create awareness on mental health, called on all to join the fight. And uh, as a mental catalyst, I seek to help people you know, lift their life's potential. And at the core of that is our physical health and mental health. And sadly for us, when we talk about mental health, people think it's people who are, you know, a bit unwell and they're on the streets, you know, tattered and, you know, don't have their clothes on and eating from the garbage and all of that. But statistics says that one out of five Ghanaians is suffering, you know, from mental health. Okay, but just because they are clothed and acting normal does not mean that they are not. 
And at the core of it, as a country, if we really want to be productive and move our nation forward, we need to be mentally sound. So as, as, a, you know, as a club, being able to ride from Accra to Tamale and back to Accra in 10 days, you, want to be phys- you, you definitely have to be physically fit as well as mentally sound and sharp. We'll take a short break. We'll return with uh, Showbiz. Please stay with us.